0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. 360, Tyler Picholke, and of course, co-host, producer extraordinaire, Jacob Gonzalez. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and follow all of us as well at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Picholke, and at Jacob double underscore Gonzalez. On this episode of the TSK show, we'll recap the NFL conference championship games as well as one of the greats calling it a career. We'll also talk about a couple of trades that went down in the NBA and also the NBA board of governors will no longer vote on changes to the schedule that were supposed to go into effect starting next season. So we'll talk about what that means for the future. And halfway through the NBA season, we'll hand out our mid-season awards. To close the show, we'll recap Conor McGregor's return to the Octagon. All right, let's start the show. Welcome you to the sports, Kingdom Sports, kingdom of- What's going on, fellas? Happy Kobe 81 day.
1: Insane. That was, what, 14 years?
0: 14 years ago today, January 22nd, 2006.
1: Man, you already took my (laughs) shout-out.
0: A good one. Starting off the show with a shout-out. I love it um yeah i'm rocking the kobe 24 i know he scored it in eight but i know you should have brought out the eight man i don't have an eight Ooh. kobe jersey but i did when i was little before he scored 81 i have
2: top one top if you get. wanted but it is size medium if you i don't know if you could squeeze into it i think we all know i'm not a
1: medium
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> dang way to put him on
0: blast <laughs> I, hey, it was an offer no i'm putting myself on blast i know i'm not a medium okay all right anyways Let's uh, let's talk about this AFC championship game because the conference championships were two great games, I think. I know the NFC matchup mm, kind of wasn't two as... Two great games? Okay, all right, I take that back. It wasn't two great games. It was one great game and one okay game. Three teams played well. Yeah, so let's talk about the AFC first. The final score, Chiefs ended up winning 35-24, ryan Tannehill for the tennessee titans was 21 to 32. he broke 100 yards passing he even got up to 209 yards passing he threw two touchdowns and then derrick henry the workhorse who has been carrying the titans all playoffs he had 19 carries for 69 yards and one touchdown and like you said jacob it it was only gonna take a mediocre game and it just wasn't gonna work for the titans if that happened
2: yeah, see, I don't, as great as Henry was, I just couldn't see him, you know, pulling the load for this long. As great as the run that they had, the, you know, they beat the Patriots, they go and upset the uh, the Ravens, but I don't think it could have been sustained any longer.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Titans played good, they're just not 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 enough firepower. The yeah. Cinderella
2: story did not end I in mean, their 20, favor. I mean,
1: 25 points could beat a lot of teams, you know.
0: Yeah. So speaking speaking of all that firepower, so, I mean,
1: it's like I think Derek Henry played good. Tannehill played good. They played good, but Chiefs are better.
0: Yeah. So speaking of all that firepower, Patrick Mahomes twenty three of thirty five, two hundred ninety four yards, three touchdowns throwing. He had fifty three rushing, uh, rushing yards and one touchdown. He had his quote unquote beast mode moment, in my opinion, with that touchdown run that he had. Damian Willett Damian Williams had eight carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Ty Freak had five receptions for 67 yards and two touchdowns. Sammy Watkins was the leading receiver for the the Chiefs. Seven receptions, 114 yards and one touchdown. And Travis Kelsey had three receptions for 30 yards. But Travis Kelsey was doing his thing in the blocking game. As, yeah, he
2: didn't have a big game like he did against, um, who was it, uh, the, the week before that. Who did they play? Wow. Complaining the Texans? Oh, the, the Thank Texans. You. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Completely had a, a brain fart there, but yeah, he had. He didn't have a great game like he did against the Texans, but he still, like you said, he still was effective in the in the blocking game.
0: Yeah. No, I mean he he definitely found a way to still have an impact, even though he wasn't getting all the receptions. But what was really cool was, according to Elias sports bureau, the Chiefs are the first team in NFL history with multiple games in the postseason which they trailed by 10 or more points in the first half and then took the lead at some point later on in the first half they were down obviously 24 nothing to the Texans in the divisional round and then they were down 17 to 7 to the Titans in the AFC championship game
1: yep they're the they're the best team you know uh Mahomes's injury and kind of like you know they lost a couple more games than people thought we just kind of forgot but I mean preseason we all had the chiefs as the team to be kind of the the chiefs were like the team that was going to beat new england so it, it's a, it only makes sense they're, the, they're that offense is just scary good
0: yeah i i had predicted when the when the season started that it was going to be chiefs and patriots in the afc championship game so the chiefs held up held up their end of the bargain yeah
1: yeah chiefs are here to stay too i mean i, I really hope Andy reid Gets it done. He's a great coach. He's got a great offense. All the tools. Which is funny though. I I do have something to say. Earlier in the season,
2: when they met up, the Chiefs the Chiefs lost by three on the on the blocked punt. Yeah. Which a lot of people had the uh, the Texans not, not the Texans the the Titans winning this game, and I just felt like that's That season matchup between them, it just ended, obviously, in the last seconds of the game. But I still felt like the Chiefs had the upper hand the whole time, though, even when the game started. We saw what they did against the Texans, how they dug themselves out of the hole. And they were down, I think, 10-0 in the first. And to me, even seeing that, I was like, you know what? This is nothing. They're going to just pull what they pulled last week against the Texans.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, listen, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is, I think, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now.
1: Yeah. I think so. I think well, hot probably, take from Scalara? He's probably the best football
2: player in the world. No, but no, but I do agree with it though. He is he is hands down the best So it's not know. that hot of a no, take. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted to put you on, on the spot. Once
1: again. Um, um, no, I think he's reminded everybody of what the madness was like last year. And he's about to win an M V P in a Super Bowl at twenty five.
0: You so you think he wins the regular season M V P?
1: No. He won I, it last year. So.
0: Oh yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, No. Yeah. exactly. Like I don't he, think
2: that goes to him, though, this year. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's going no, to Lamar. He, yeah.
1: He's going to have an MVP trophy. And, you know, if you think that they're going to win the Super Bowl, he'll have a Super Bowl trophy. And he might uh, even have a Super Bowl MVP trophy. And that's year three. I mean, you know, two years of starting, three years in the NFL, you got all that done. He's a special talent.
0: Yeah, so real quickly before we go to the, the NFC championship game, the Chiefs reaching the Super Bowl, they snap a forty-nine year Super Bowl drought. Only the Lions, the Browns, and the Jets have longer droughts. So I heard that the last time they were in the Super Bowl, they had black and white TV.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It, what, it was Super Bowl three or four. No,
0: they. I think the last Super Bowl they were in was in nineteen seventy.
1: The the It was uh, a
0: long ass time ago. The let's Chiefs? just put it that way. Yeah, the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I think it was like Super Bowl four or something. Yeah, it
0: was the Chiefs and the Vikings in super bowl four jeez well it took them 50 years let's hope they make the most of it yeah so all right let's let's go to the nfc championship game that game was a bit more of a blowout the the 49ers ended up winning 37 to 20 and on paper if you were to just look at the box score you would say aaron Rodgers had a had a decent game no it
1: doesn't look that bad because they made up a lot of ground in right in the second half when the Niners kind of changed their scheme they're playing right so the Niners are playing conservatively in the second half Rogers was 31 to 39 passing he
0: threw for 326 yards two touchdowns and two interceptions Aaron Jones had 12 carries for 56 yards and a receiving touchdown and then the top receiver for the Packers was Devontae Adams with nine receptions for 138 yards. So going going off of that, you would say you would probably think the the Packers were either in the game or maybe even won the game. Yeah. But it could not have been more of the opposite.
1: No, Rodgers played really bad in the first half and they never they could never recover. And uh I think it was Stephen A was like they were exposed for the team that they were all year. And yeah. That's probably a good representation of what really happened because I'm a huge Packers fan. I'm a huge Rodgers fan, so I'm kinda of blinded by that. Um, so I'm always kind of praising the Packers, but they are a one pony show. I mean, this is a one man team. This is Rogers versus the, the other team, you know, rookie head coach. So it probably was, they probably did get a little further than maybe their talent, you know, is yeah. but, uh, the Niners exposed them as the being the better team.
0: Yeah. I think if you were to pull like probably a hundred people or something and ask if you had your pick of one quarterback, to play one game that would get you to the Super Bowl, I bet you a lot of those people would pick Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, for sure. He just he I didn't, don't know after this game, though. Well, did, yeah, obviously he, he didn't play well in the first half. That's see,
2: but throughout this whole year, though, I never really had confidence in the Packers. I understand that during the regular season, you know, there's some games that are going to be flukes and you're going to lose them. Like the the Niners lost to the Falcons. No, no one would have ever thought that, yeah. especially with the record that they had. Uh, but the Packers, they lost to the Chargers. To me, that was a very like. Kind of a alerting loss for them. It was really weird because they they go in their first couple games and they're blowing teams out, and they lose to a crappy AFC team who had struggled.
1: Yeah, so it's pro, it's so pro it's, football. See, but I don't know still, that one. That one was kind of got a head scratcher. No know? one went undefeated. But
2: to me, th- throughout the whole season, though, I just never had like complete confidence in them. No,
1: yeah, and I mean they weren't, you know. And I had more confidence than I probably should have had. They
0: went. They they're went
1: somewhere more in the middle.
0: Yeah, no, listen, they went as far as Aaron Rodgers could take them and they ran into one of the most explosive defenses in the NFL, not only this season but in the, in the history of the NFL.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a bit, it's been a long time coming. They've been building this thing for a long time.
0: Yeah. Now, the story obviously of this game was the 49ers and their explosive defense and offense. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have the biggest (laughs) day throw it like six to eight times yeah he was six of eight passing he threw for he didn't even do anything he threw for 77 total yards but a historic day for running back raheem morstead yeah and he had 29 carries 220 yards and four touchdowns
1: yeah they pulled what the packers did to the rams last year and they pulled out a fullback and you know all it's It could be a trend we might see more often. I, I thought maybe we'd see it more after last season. The Patriots win the Super Bowl with it. But basically, you know, the passing game is developed to where you have to guard the pass. All these defenses are designed with lighter, faster people. So when you throw out a fullback, a tight end, a good offensive line, a running game, some of these defenses aren't built to take that kind of beating all game long. And the Niners have the best fullback in the game. And arguably... The best tight end in the game yeah so um you put those against a couple linebackers that aren't used to dealing with blockers but more covering guys in space then it it, it's trouble for these teams i mean they're kind of taking a page out of the old school book to um to kind of counter what the new school you know players look like
0: yeah and we we joke that jimmy garoppolo didn't do anything In this game, because he didn't throw the ball that often, he didn't have to. Exactly, he didn't have to.
1: Morstert was getting like nine. Their their blocking was just incredible, though. And that first half, especially, it was just, you know, Husek or however you pronounce it, Husek, Jessica or whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's an incredible fullback. He's just a, he's a beast out there. I mean, he's cleaning up D linemen, linebackers, and then Kittle is arguably like the best tight end in the game overall. But it's got to be the best blocking tight end in the game, and I mean, he, loves he, he loves to block. He loves the block, so yeah, um, you get those kind of things going with the running game against a defense that's built to stop the pass. That's exactly what happened to the Rams last year with the Patriots when they brought out that fullback. Yeah, no, and so more, and, and, and I mean, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs as well in the AFC Championship game, um, the fullback with the Patriots late season playoff run. Really mess people up, and that's what the Niners are doing.
0: Yeah, I mean the blocking was so incredible that Morstert was getting nine, ten, a free, eleven. A lot of them, he was yards getting yards f- on free
1: walks. Yeah, exactly on yeah. first
0: down rushes. Yeah. So it's like Garoppolo just didn't have to throw which the ball. Which
1: is weird because I would, I mean, if I was game playing against the Niners, I would make Garoppolo beat me. Exactly, which they they were the best uh, running team. But so, but sometimes, sometimes the other team is just better. And, and when it comes to the, the blocking scheme, the Niners dominate the line of scrimmage, and history kind of favors the teams that dominate the line of scrimmage. Yeah, so Raheem
0: Morstert's 20, 220 rushing yards is the second most rushing yards in NFL postseason history. Eric Dickerson rushed for 248. He's also the first player with four TDs in a postseason game since LeGarrette Blunt did it for the Patriots in the 2013 divisional round against the Colts and he's also the first player to score four touchdowns in a conference championship game. So a historic day for him and a historic day for the 49ers. They're the first team since the 1999 Rams to go 4-12 and and then make the Super Bowl the next year.
1: Yeah, not easy. No. I mean, we... They've been waiting on the quarterback. I mean, that's they needed a quarterback play. I've been saying the entire, the entire time we've been doing this show for three years straight, you know, I've never... I'm not gonna act like I like the Niners. I never have liked the man, Niners. I never like. Not. I never have thought that they were gonna be, you know, the team that they are today. I tried to keep my same energy, but uh, even Sherman, I questioned when he was injured, and he's completely proven everyone wrong. I think it was only and,
0: right he got that pick too.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's the man. Um, but I've been talking about they've been. They've been using their first round picks for four years. And I've been talking about those picks for the last three years on the show. And it's eventually that was going to come to fruition. And Bosa was just kind of the nail in the coffin. But, you know, for y- years straight, I could not wrap my head around what they were doing in the draft. And they had all these top five picks and they kept drafting linemen Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, and, you know, now Bosa. Uh, and now it's looking good.
0: Yeah. And the addition of Frank Clark has been incredible for that defense or it's wow i I'm yeah, he's, up the yeah, he, yeah he's with the chiefs yeah, yeah. wow well, i, I don't has, know why I'm, he has helped them
2: yeah I no he's helping that, the but chiefs but really yeah, I, don't, I don't know why i got that confused i mean i
1: really don't like the niner the niner oh roster. absolutely not. like i still yeah. don't like even to this day i know they're winning because of their scheme and they have you know they they dominate the line of scrimmage but they don't have i just don't think that they, they have a great team from like top to bottom, they just have a couple good players in the same spots. In the run game they have Houston and, and Kittle and then the defensive line they have those three first round draft picks. They have Jimmy G. That's about it. Yeah but that's enough.
2: Well in, in my opinion this game was over at at halftime easily. <laughs> yeah we were
0: watching the game together uh at a coworker's house and
2: twenty seven to zero
0: at half it, no, it, it was over. it was
1: over. I mean,
0: I was not expecting an Aaron Rodgers led team to be down twenty seven to zero at half in a game that, you, I, if you won, you go to the
1: Super Bowl. I think it comes down to the preparation of the coaching. I mean, for they sure, had, they had five of his homies, well, four homies and a brother on yeah. the other sideline. I mean, this, this, these, all those coaches came up together. I think yeah, they was, were all familiar. I with think each there other. were seven coaches on the field, five for the Niners that all had coached together. They're all products of Shanahan. And it's, so it's like he's playing against Shannon, he's playing against the defensive coordinator Salah, he's playing against the DB coach, he's playing against his brother. Uh, you know, that's that's just tough. They they know who you are. Well, you they know. got blown out already in the second in the second first Ma Lefler, half. Matt it was you know, that's a tough matchup to to kind of try to coach against a bunch of people on the defensive side of the ball to know who you are.
0: Yeah. So the Super Bowl is set. We got Niners Chiefs. And we will preview that for you guys next week. And the next thing I wanted to talk about real quickly was this announcement that the NFL had about the 2020 NFL draft. Oh, gosh. So You sent me a picture about it the other day, right? Yeah, basically <laughs> a computer generation of what it's going to look like. I hope it doesn't happen. Oh, no, it's happening. Wow. It's, it's official. So the NFL announced the stage setup for the 2020 nfl draft that's happening in las vegas this upcoming april i believe is when it is will be on the water where the bellagio fountains are and the players that get drafted are going to be brought to the
1: stage by the boat see by- I, I think all of this is dope i love the grandeur of it all like go for it fuck it you yeah know what no I mean? down uh, with it, the only thing is, is I just think that what's going to happen on TV is, I don't know, it might be, now if they start to clock, like right after they make the pick, that'll be fine, but it might take some time, like are we going to want to wait for them to float over to the stage every pick? That just sounds so stupid. That, that is, that's the only thing that, I, that concerns me is like, oh man, like are you just going to have this awkward like two minute float ride? Yeah,
0: well they, they sail over to the stage. Yeah, well, it's no, it's gonna be a motorized boat. Yeah, yeah, no, boat. but you know what I mean. Gonna I'm gonna be, just exaggerating. It's gonna be
1: sick. I mean, I'm all for no, going yeah.
0: all out. I think it's a dope like but concept. The time, the
1: time I, hopefully, that that float moves a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's a really and no one gets hurt. Yeah, I think it's a wow. Well, I think it's oh. dope. I think it's creative, but I can't wait for this to fail miserabl- miserably because like, yeah,
1: it's just destined to fail on TV. What? TV is the aspect like. Maybe and if, if it's, it's a live it's event, happen, though, it's one hundred percent going to fail. There's yeah. going to be
0: an issue. No, I like. I can't wait for a player to get so excited they got drafted. They just jump off the boat and Start do like swimming. a belly oh, flop no, no. into the fountain. I,
2: I guarantee you, someone's going to jump off the boat or just, and swim to the stage. Or the just, boat, yeah, just doesn't work.
0: Yeah, or. like the boat breaks down and they don't get to have that moment where then they're, they're scr- on stage <laughs> shaking Roger Goodell's hand. There, like. There's
1: plenty <laughs> of opportunity to mess it up, so we'll we'll just <laughs> have to see.
0: Yeah. It's it's going to fail miserably, but it's going to be great at the same time. So I wanted to talk about that I, real quick. I don't quick. watch the draft a lot, but I will watch that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Real quick before we move on, Dan Graziano from ESPN tweeted out earlier this afternoon that according to his sources, Eli Manning is going to hold a press conference on Friday to announce his retirement if this is the end of... Eli Manning's career, what will his legacy be? He's one of 12 quarterbacks to win multiple Super Bowls and one of five quarterbacks to win Super Bowl MVP. He ranks seventh all-time in passing yards with 57,023 yards and seventh in passing touchdowns with 366 touchdowns. He has an even 500 record of 117 and 117 as a starter, and he was a four-time Pro Bowler. And he started 234 games for the Giants, which is four, fourth most all-time by a quarterback with one single franchise.
1: Yeah, Hall of Famer. Yeah, he has he, to be he, a Hall of Famer. He did it. I, I, I enjoyed Eli's career from start to finish. I was I was down the whole ride. He did it his way. Yeah. He had a though. great
2: story. Without those two Super Bowls, is he a Hall of Famer? Well, that's well, the, no, the, the, but then we gotta just start doing that with everybody. No, 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 no. I'm I'm only asking about him. Without those two Super Bowls, is he still a Hall of Famer?
1: I mean, I don't know. I can't really. Yeah. I mean, that's it's hard to tell because he does have those two rings, and he beat the Patriots both times. That's what I'm saying. You take yeah, those. he's the you, old, he's the ultimate Kryptonite to the best. Like he, he beat, beat that undefeated the, team. Yeah, you know, it's just like who's a who's the great fighter that just can't beat one guy. You know what I mean? That's kind of just – that's how it is. He's the ultimate kryptonite to the greatest franchise, arguably, in sports. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, he's a Manning. Like, yeah, the, the lineage yeah, that he comes you know, from.
1: Yeah, he he was number one pick, lived up to the hype, stayed with the same franchise the whole way through. And not a lot of people would've do bro- that
0: these days in sports. Like, ha-
1: I don't know if he broke the start record, but he would have broken it if it wasn't for McAdoo. But it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, he went like 13 straight years without missing a game. So it's like this guy did things, you know, like you said, his way. He was Eli. Yeah. And he's it, a robot quarterback. He didn't want to go to the Chargers. No, no, he made he He did his thing. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Eli's a Hall of Famer, no doubt.
0: Yeah, no. So, I mean, it' an incredible career for, I mean, he's been the Giants quarterback since I was in like third grade. Like,
1: yeah him him rivers and roethlisberger
0: yeah and it's i mean that was was
1: in the heyday where i was playing college football all the time but that was when Uh, the game was that was when that game uh, was in its heyday yeah and i can remember exporting that draft class to madden all the time
0: that's funny but yeah so i mean i think i think he's an all-time great to be perfectly honest to what he, he meant to that the, franchise
1: and also like he's an all-time new york great that's the other thing is like that is an aspect of it all like he did do the thing in new york this guy didn't have it easy one time you know it was never easy he never the fans were either love it or hate it it's not not a lot of people can handle new york city no. or los angeles you know you see a lot of stars buckle he's a gamer he played when i count yeah for sure so, all right, let's
0: transition now to the hardwood as we're halfway through the NBA season now and we are getting that much closer to the trade deadline on February 6th. There have been a couple of more trades since the, what was the first trade? The, the first
2: trade was the Westbrook trade and then it was... And then after that. After that. Ooh. The what
0: trade?
2: Well, initially the first trade of the season in the summer was the Westbrook trade. But, but after that there was a trade that you mentioned, I think two weeks ago that it yeah. was like the first since that trade. Oh,
1: damn. Well, because the bazemore has been traded once already this year, too. No, was it, wasn't Bazemore traded for Evan Turner no. right before the season started? No, he's no. He, you know, he started the oh, season the with
0: the Jordan Clarkson, Dante Exum yeah. trade. The, yeah. the, That's the, U, what it was. The Utah was. trade, yeah. Yeah. So all right. The first trade we're gonna talk about is the Atlanta Hawks trading Allen Crabb and Trevion Graham to the Minnesota Timberwolves for point guard, Jeff Teague. So Jeff Teague is now in Atlanta. Once again, back in Atlanta and Alan Crab is back in Minnesota once again.
1: Yeah. So they, they made room for, for another guy freed up a roster spot.
0: Yeah. Ho- and hopefully
1: trying to make another move. Oh, oh Minnesota is well, who, who traded two players away? Atlanta. Yeah. So they, they traded two players away to get one. Right. No I'm one sure, wants to go to Atlanta. I'm sure they're trying to, you know, free up some more trade space.
0: Yeah, listen, they they still, I think, are in the running for Andre Drummond. And listen, trading for Jeff Teague, that's now a solid backup for Trey Young. Yeah. So it's a, a, a good veteran point guard that Trey well, can yeah, learn and he from. He can
1: play a lot of minutes with Trey Young, too, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for
0: sure. And, I mean, Trey didn't even play tonight, and the Hawks were still able to beat the Clippers, but I mean, because they didn't have Kawhi or a Paul George or Pat Beverly. <laughs> yeah. But hey, a win's a win's a win. All right. Fair enough. But yeah,
1: they all account the same.
0: Yeah, no. But I, I like this trade for both teams. I think that Alan Crabb is obviously an expiring contract for Atlanta that they wanted to get off of. And Minnesota has been linked to D'Angelo Russell for a long
1: time. Yeah, that's why I've, I've, for some reason I thought Minnesota traded two players away. No. But that's they got two players.
0: Yeah, but listen, I mean, they could; these two guys could get flipped easily once again in another trade.
1: Yeah, I think that I definitely think that uh, Cat and Dilo are going to end up meeting somewhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's or 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 Booker. I don't think it would be this season, though. I think the Warriors will still hold on to them.
1: Or or Devin Booker. You know what I mean? Like I could see any two two of those three guys: Devin Booker, D'Angelo Russell, Cat. Two of those three guys are going to team up.
0: Yeah, I, th- I the think Warriors that has a high sitting, possibility. The Warriors
1: are sitting pretty, man. I think that they're sitting good taking this year off. They, they're they looking like they could get the number one pick. Steph, can you, Steph might come back Can you imagine March? it when Steph and Clay come back next year? You got Draymond and D'Lo. Who knows what you do with D'Lo. Yeah, either that's you, why I don't think they get either, rid of him. Either you keep him and you got another stud. Or you get rid of him, you get a stud for him. And then you're going to have a number one pick. Like, what if they get James Wiseman, you know, out of Memphis? It's like, you could have Wiseman, Draymond. He's no
0: longer in Memphis, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so you get what they could potentially roll out. Steph, Delo Clay, Draymond, and James Wiseman. You know, like, could be... They could, could be, be just, nasty. They're, they're just poised to just restock, reload, and be another a, a dominant contender for another five, six years. Yeah, but going back to the could trade for cat if the Warriors trade for cat hey Warriors do crazy shit all the time all right yeah that's, they did pull off Duran they have, of, they have that ago. they have that draft pick they have their first round draft pick that's pretty fucking valuable right now
0: very valuable so all right the other trade that I wanted to talk about was the Portland Trailblazers trading Kent Bazemore Anthony Tolliver and two second-round picks to the Sacramento Kings for Trevor Ariza, Wayne Gabriel, and Caleb Swanigan. This is interesting to me because, I mean, Wayne Gabriel and Caleb Swanigan were obviously just thrown in to make the money work, but the centerpiece of this trade is really Kent Baysmore for Trevor Ariza, and I'm not really sure if Trevor Ariza is what... Portland needs to take that next step. I think they did it from a business move because he does save them
1: money. Right, getting off yeah. of
0: Baysmore saves them twelve point three million dollars. So Bazemore was
1: expensive. So I mean, he's right. It was a move to to make another move. Yeah, essentially they're saving sixteen million. And now from they the got contracts. now they got more money to take on a Kevin Love.
0: You know, so you they, think a Kevin Love deal is imminent for Portland? No, I
1: don't know. I wouldn't say imminent, but they're putting themselves in the position. Like they didn't lose anything, like you said. Like it's not a move that like made them a better or worse basketball team, right? Um. So, but they got the money right. Yeah, so now this is it's clearly like, a money. Now they've grab. set themselves up. They can make the trade if the if if Cleveland likes what they're offering, and if not, they didn't like step backwards as a as a basketball team. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, smart move. The, all these kind of little tweak moves, I think, are all to make another move or to put yourself in the position to make another move.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that always happens in the NBA where we get all these like little deals throughout the league and then we get that big splash closer to the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, because people right now are talking. They're, oh, they're a lot in, of people are talking They're all right in now. the works of trying to make the money work with all yeah, these Yeah, right now it's contracts. just like, like
2: the little money swapping basically for players. That's what it is essentially right now. Later on is when the, the bigger deals come to place.
1: Yeah, what and, teams and need. roster spots. So it's like both of these trades were three for two, two for one. Those are also strategic moves, you know, to free up roster spots. Well, two
0: weeks from tomorrow, tomorrow is Thursday, January 23rd. Two weeks from tomorrow is the trade deadline. I love the trade
1: deadline. I love it.
0: So many possibilities. It's usually like the, the, the last
2: two days leading up to the actual deadline is when you see yeah. the most happen.
1: Yeah, because everybody's got to weigh it's, their it's, options. Yeah, it's
2: last minute things. You know, you want to wait till you find the best option for your team for gonna, your, for it's your rotation. It's be good
1: though. I I really hope the one I just I really hope K Love gets out. I really just just for his sake because I'm a Kevin Love fan. I just yeah, he needs to get I, out of Cleveland. I, I would love to see him in Boston or Portland. Like, I hope that that one they make that one happen.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, next topic we got. The NBA informed teams that the Board of Governors will no longer vote on the ideas that had been proposed to change the NBA regular season schedule with an in-season tournament, a play-in tournament for the playoffs, and the reseeding of the conference finals at the upcoming meeting in April, like they plan to do so. Basically, the main concerns are over when the in-season tournament would be held and the travel issues revolving around the reseeding of the conference finals they need to get a two-thirds majority vote to make changes like this to the nba schedule and all of that so it doesn't mean that these changes still can't happen it's just that the league felt that they weren't going to get enough owners to vote to make it pass
1: yeah so smart i mean take it slow you might as well and i don't necessarily think that they had all these ideas quite right no i mean the media just led us to believe like oh they're voting on us that means that it's like obviously serious but well no they I wanted mean, to vote on it yeah, in April. yeah that's what i'm saying like so then we just kind of thought it was like a serious possibility when if we really would have just stepped back a second and realized it's like they're not going to make that drastic vote change that quickly
0: well yeah and i think i think what happened was is people that were in these talks about the changes that the league and owners and stuff want to make this information was getting leaked out to get the gauge to basically gauge the temperature of the fans the players yeah, yeah, yeah. the no, coaches smart. i mean it,
1: it, the nba always makes the right move
0: yeah so i think it's still a very high possibility that we see changes made in the near future just not necessarily the ones that we had talked about previously because yeah. there there were definitely some yeah. tweaks that needed to be made yeah for sure yeah because some of those tweaks i didn't like
2: at all well yeah yeah there was some of them were um i think it was like the end season tournament
0: or whatever so, yeah some of that stuff was really stupid well yeah and that's what that's what they were saying It just they don't know when to hold this tournament
1: yeah, they, you got to figure out the logistics. Yeah,
0: because
2: yeah. they, essentially they came out with a plan of what was going to happen, and uh, it wasn't hardcore or, or concrete, I should say, but like, they still needed to fix a lot of the kinks of what it yeah, could it was, eventually
0: be. There was a lot of brainstorming going yeah. on. Well, uh, hope, oh, yeah. It's good that it's a little bit prolonged down the line. Yeah. So, all right. Like I said, when we first started talking basketball tonight, we're halfway through the NBA season, so I thought it would be appropriate to give out some midseason awards. Yeah. So, uh, Jacob, you want to kick us off? Who do you have as your first half MVP of the NBA? MVP and
2: no brainer for myself is Giannis. Now, you could make the argument for LeBron or Harden, because Harden does score a lot, high volume score. LeBron does it on both ends. You know, he's getting a little bit older, so the defensive end is slacking at times, but they also have more superstar help, whereas. Giannis does not. Giannis just has a collection of a couple good shooters, a couple bigs, you know, a couple slashers. They still need a second
1: score, I would say,
2: but he would be my pick for MVP.
1: Okay, yeah, I gotta go with Giannis, easy.
2: Damn it! Is it gonna be a three way uh, Giannis? No. Uh, agree- in agreement.
0: No, I gotta. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I gotta give it to LeBron.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I can't. I can't do that. Twenty five in the he, East. He's, he's always a leading candidate. He, LeBron's the best in the West. Yeah, for sure. I mean, LeBron's definitely a candidate, but but I, I think it always
2: goes to the argument: what does an MVP mean? For the most part, that I've heard is if you take away that player, where does that team stand? If you take away that player.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, if you take away Giannis from the Bucks, they're nothing. They're nothing.
2: You take away LeBron from the Lakers, do they still have a fighting chance with Davis?
1: It always changes, you know. The, but the MVP fight, it's Giannis, I just for sure.
0: I just think from seeing.
1: He doesn't. Look, he's doing it by himself. I mean, this this is like, I've seen this movie before. You know, Yance yeah, is just a freak. No, I get right it. Now. He's I averaging
0: mean, thirty points and thirteen yeah. rebounds. It's insane. It's, 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 it's insane. But. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's unreal. Now, now, this is a hot. This is a hot take. The early one might not be. He may not be the best player now in the league. Maybe we're, we're giving him the MVP status as of right now for the midseason award. You guys are. I'm I, not. Okay. Well, me and Tyler are. But once he develops a shot, I think he's the best player in the league. Yeah, if he develops an outside once, shot, but once he, yeah, once he can hit mid range and from three, at, he is the best player.
0: He hit he hit a career high five threes against the Lakers. Look at how many threes he's hit since that game.
1: Yeah, he's there. It's just time. I just I mean, I already felt last year. Yeah, it's was, coming. He's he's gonna be the best I already player. Felt in the last year was his Jordan in eighty eight. It just put I know, the, I know. Put the put the league on notice. Everybody knows he's coming. There's no stopping him. He's a he's just a dominant force.
0: Okay all right I'll let you I'll let you guys have your pick and I'll have mine yeah gotta go with gotta go sorry with LeBron this one I think will actually be more in agreement of who do we who do you guys got as defensive player of the year Tyler let's start let's start with you
1: well I mean I think that you know and put it in our heads that he wanted to be that so that's kind of the trick Jordan did, too, with the Defensive Player of the Year. It's like, put it out there. Yeah. And then people will watch you to see if that You know, so it's like he is a really good pick because he said he wanted to be, so we're paying attention. But I also just think Rudy Gobert is still... The Utah Jazz are, are right where I thought they were going to be preseason, as that was a top three team in the West with the two other L.A. teams. That's exactly where they're at. They're... They're you know in the top five scoring defense and and we all know he's the centerpiece. Yeah, I no. mean no Conley for a stretch. You know Donovan Donovan Mitchell has kind of plateaued as far as his superstar level. I think I don't know if he's necessarily on it's the kind of resorted the back fall. to the
0: mean almost.
1: It's just not as it's he's still a Hooper. I mean, oh, he's don't still get me wrong, stud, he can but, play, but I don't know if he's like on his way up anymore. I think you know this is the third season hour. He's been at about the same level. As yeah. it's come out season. So, uh, yeah, Rudy Gobert is also in the mix. But Ant Davis for sure is a defensive player of the year candidate. And then my, my other name I'll throw in the hat is Pat Bev. He's got he's to gotta be thrown in the hat. Yeah, he, he is in that conversation. He's, he's, a, he's a pest. And we'll say and that. He plays stars. Yeah.
0: I got I to gotta give it to AD. He's averaging 2.6 blocks per game. And... Anytime he's out on the floor and someone's driving to the paint, he's affecting that shot. I know Rudy Gobert's the back-to-back defensive player. Yeah, he, of the year. he's the anchor for that defense. Yeah, and easily, listen, he's he's an all-time defensive player in my opinion. But like like Tyler said, AD put it in our heads that he wants to go out and win this award this year, so yeah. he's doing everything possible to go get it. So I got I got to right. reward tough, the big t- guy. T- it's
1: tough not to see. Yeah.
0: Oh no, I have Rudy
1: Gobert.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. e- easily. Yeah. Okay. All right, rookie of the year, I got Ja Morant. He's averaging 18 points per game, three and a half rebounds a game, seven assists, shooting 49% from the field, 40% from three-point. He's also averaging 1.1 steals a game. He's been leading that young Memphis team, and he's only a rookie. And, it's, and that team has confidence right now. Yeah, they got a lot of confidence, and it all starts with him.
1: Yeah, he's great. Ja's definitely rookie of the year right now. I mean, he's a special talent. We know what he's going to. I mean, we would have been talking, you know, I think if you came out of the draft with anybody else other than Zion, he'd have been he talking about like yeah. John Wall and Kyrie and all these guys. Speaking of Zion, he did make his debut tonight. Yes, sir. There yeah, What is he at right now? So wise? San Antonio against New
0: Orleans right now in New Orleans. San Antonio is up 75 to 64. Zion Williams has a total of five points. He's two of three from the field and one of two from the free throw line. He's got four rebounds, one assist, four turnovers. How, many, how many minutes? He's played a total of 12 minutes. There
2: it is. He's in there. Yeah, no disrespect to Zion, but I don't think he can. Eat, eat. Now
0: that he's made his debut, I don't think he can catch John Morant. He's got a very, very uphill battle to beat John Morant because Ja has had an incredible first half.
1: People quickly forget, man. Ja Morant would takes have to like mo- completely t- no, avalanche t- t- though. It doesn't. It takes a month of takes a month of Zion being Zion and then people will forget. No, no listen. He, see,
2: even even with, with whatever hype that he has, great player, I don't think he can he can take uh, the, the hardware from Morant.
0: He's I, got a sm- It's he, a popularity contest. Yeah, he's got a small chance. He's 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 got enough. An uphill battle, but there's there's a chance no, he could yeah, overtake yeah, I,
1: I think likelihood is Ja wins it, but Zion's got a shot.
0: Just watch. He's, yeah. he's a magical guy. All right. Tyler, who you got for sixth man of the year?
1: Uh, got to go with Lou Will. I mean, I don't think there's anyone else that's really even mm. in the conversation. I mean... <laughs> He, not is, my, he is he is in my, my
0: conversation, but he's not my first choice. No, nah, Lou is nah. in my conversation too, but he's also not my first choice. Yeah, I
1: got I got to go with Lou. I'm still doing the damn thing.
2: Who you got? Jacob? So in in my circle, there's three. So it's Lou Williams, uh-huh. his teammate Montrezl Harrell, because you could argue the same thing for him. Okay, but my one overall choice is Dennis Schroeder.
0: Okay, that's I'm glad you said Dennis yeah. Schroeder, because Schroeder's that's who the I picked. been His
2: his numbers have been great this year. That lineup between him, Chris Paul, I've said it before, and Shea Alexander. Yep, that's that's a deadly lineup for some reason it works and to me me he's yeah to me he's the sixth man
0: yeah listen Schroeder's he's averaging 18.3 points per game 3.8 rebounds a game and 3.8 assists he's shooting 46.7 percent from the field 36.3 percent from three he's got a better overall field goal percentage than lou will lou will shoots two percent better from three and Schroeder outscored lou will in the month of december lou will average 22.1 points per game in the month of december schroeder averaged 22.3 so i mean you can call yeah. that what it is yep. but i mean ultimately what i think it will come down to at the end of the season is those three in dennis schroeder lou will and Montrez harrell but i think the clippers teammates are going to split votes so that gives schroeder a, a good yeah. chance yeah, to they, win six gives, man yeah. no year.
1: no he definitely can and you got to and typically when a team does good out of nowhere they find a way to give them awards which i have yeah, so the have like, a stats
2: right here like look at this 64% at the rim uh short mid range 38% 50% from long mid range 45% from all mid range that's a lot of ana- yeah. analytics so, uh, very analytical but you, but you get the <laughs> point though like he he's just had a good career
0: season uh, so far yeah Schroeder's
1: the man I've always been a Schroeder fan
0: yeah and no i think he's a great guard for shea to learn under in addition to learning under chris paul so i think it's a great situation what they got going on in okc and they're back in the playoff race in seventh in the west right now
1: yep they're gonna make the playoffs crazy insane crazy all right most improved who we got and this is like where there's quite a bit of candidates there's a lot of candidates for this yeah so i mean i think that you guys' obvious choice is bi uh, no, I'm actually not giving it to him. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't uh, in think, my conversation. I think Bam is way up there. Yeah, no. Bam down in Miami is way up there. Another good choice. The sleeper one that I think it, just because that of. Is, oh, I hope it's the, the same person the that I The sleeper most improved player, I think, is because he's a star. I don't think that he's going to win it, but it's Luka.
0: Dude, I'm giving oh. it to Luca because you can't give him MVP yet, but you got to re- reward this kid somehow. Yeah, he, is, he is my leading. It's just candidate. tough.
1: It's tough to give most improved player to a guy that averaged 20 a game last year. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it is tough, but he can do it. I mean, that's he's he's one of the three names I wrote down.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I would give it to Luca for for the reason I said you can't give him MVP yet, but you got to reward this kid somehow. And
1: then I mean the other name that's like, I think in the mix that I didn't I didn't necessarily put him as like one of my top three but I think he could definitely have a case. Is our guy Dwight dude Dwight also has might have a case for six man of the year yeah that I he mean, just fit a, in that category too. A, exactly so Dwight's kind of you know Dwight's one of those where he could move up at, by, by the by the seasons but I think I would still take like a Bam, a Bi, or a Luca over Dwight right now. What about Pascal Siakam going back to back most improved? Yeah, see, he's in the Luka boat to me. It's tough to see like it's tough to see that big progress when you're already up there quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that has happened before. No, that's
2: never happened. Back to back most improved. No.
0: Yeah.
1: That's Who,
2: really weird. Like you're just improving every year. Giannis yeah. has won most yeah. improved before. Yeah, Paul George has well, won it. Well, that makes sense. He should have won most improved. Yeah, yeah. He made a huge jump. No, no, no. I, I for my first choice is Luca, but as a dark horse candidate, I do have Devonte Graham from the Hornets. He's he is one of my uh, my sleeper he, candidates. A, is he uh, not is not a is rookie? rookie? I, I believe so. Yeah. Well, you can't win most improved if you're a rookie. Well, no. Oh, actually, you no. Know, I don't think it's his rookie season. He's he's been in the league. He's bounced around the G League a couple times. But to me, he he just he doesn't get a lot of love because he's in a smaller market team like Charlotte. Uh, no,
1: but, he's been he's been a big big surprise for. But them. Oh yeah, a, no, he, he did have a forty this point is game. Second, this is his second year in yeah, the it's league. Yeah, second
0: year, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Devontae Graham's a great name for most improved. Because yeah, he had a forty point game. I believe it was against like the Nets or something like that. He
0: averaged four points last year. He's up to eighteen this year. To me, that's a strong uh, argument for most improved. Yeah, no doubt. All right, coach of the year and executive of the year you guys did you guys write these down i did i have
1: some um i didn't do executive okay i, I did do coach though so. who do you got for coach tp well i got spolstra right now but with the uh, with vogel in parentheses right next to him okay i think you could give either one but i always like to give it to the guy that's like doing the the most with the least the john gruden you yeah. know what i mean like of this of this year and and i think that Man, Spolstra has just done a fucking great job. I mean, Jimmy Butler has just showed us why he's a superstar. Bam's the most improved kind of candidate in my eyes. Tyler Hero has been a way bigger success than a lot of people saw coming. Um, Yeah, they're second in the East right now. Second in the East, man. It's doing great. Who do you got? I have Spolstra for Coach of the Year
2: only because of the okay. unit that he has. Okay. If you're, you're not given a lot. You know, you have Bam and you have like Tyler said, Hero. You have all these gritty players, and he wasn't really given a lot. Like Butler's a star essentially, but he's not like a Giannis or a KD or you know or LeBron, but he is a star. Yeah, to to
1: some degree. But yeah, he wasn't given a lot. But look at where they're at. Yeah, and I think either one of the Clippers execs, or either one of the Clippers, either one of the LA execs, got to be exec of the year. I think. Pulling in, um, pulling in, like getting guys like Dwight, and get, getting Ant Davis, or then getting the Kawhi, Paul George. Yeah, um, those got to be my execs of the year. I,
2: I have uh, Pat Riley actually. So okay. for, for what for what they did, they went and drafted Hero and uh, Kendrick Nunn. Where they got him from? Like these are two guys who they kind of no, just got from the dirt. Uh, no
1: one, no one. Yeah, no, you didn't know. Yeah. See, and I've liked Tyler for a long time. I've liked him in high school, but. He was not someone that everyone was sure about. He was just labeled as the best shooter in the draft. Yeah, And then Kendrick with, Nunn, Which wild, you've seen people like that with a in 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 the day. rough. Yeah, yeah. I none mean, has been incredible. Yeah, biggest best shooter in the draft doesn't mean NBA's no. career. Um, that's why he, there was questions coming in, but he's answered them all. And he's a bucket. I mean, yeah. if you watched him play in high school, it was kind of hard to see his play style at Kentucky because he's with all of those other studs, whereas in high school – yeah, see, I don't even remember him at Kentucky, to be
2: honest with you. Yeah, yeah. one and done.
1: Yeah. yeah. So my my coach of the year and executive
0: of the year are Frank Vogel and Rob Polinka. And it's pretty much for the same reason. It's just what they've been able to do with the this Lakers roster. Polinka was getting shit on all summer and his plan has worked out perfectly to the tune of first place in the West. Yeah. And one of the best starts to the to a season in Lakers history. Vogel had a lot working against him as well, especially when he was considered the second choice after Ty Lue had turned down the Lakers, and we weren't really sure how he was going to be able to deal with all of these personalities that Rob Pelinka had thrown together on this roster. And this is one of the most close knit Lakers teams I've ever seen. And
1: wow. it, lo- it reminds me of the late. The like the two thousand Cavs teams, as far as chemistry goes. Yeah, I mean, these guys are laughing and, and jumping they're around. They're just the having a great and, time. I've I always say this: these those LeBron teams are dangerous. Yeah, because it's like three passes and a wide open shot and they're just loving it, and you can't fucking beat them.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, their bench is getting technicals for the celebrations that they're doing, but they're, they're like, we'll take those technicals because those yeah. those mean those guys know that why the, the ones on the bench are riding for them.
1: That's why I wasn't down with the Carlson, Carlson trade. I mean, that's just, or the Carlson pickup because I don't think you do, I don't think you bring in anybody that's not a big-time upgrade because you just don't want to fuck with this chemistry.
0: Yeah, and I mean, listen, there, there are still a lot of flaws with this Lakers team, but... What Polinka and Vogel have been able to do, they're definitely on to something.
2: No, yeah, Polinka has arguably a strong argument for this award. Very strong. Only because, like you're saying, last year he got a lot of crap and flack for not putting together a proper roster for LeBron to be a supporting cast. And now this year you go out, you get Davis, you get supporting uh, cast like Danny Green, you know, small bench pieces like Quinn Cook and some veteran guys like Dudley. And now you have a legit roster, and you have a legit run at the finals and let's not forget magic Johnson just left him out like yeah, he basically just, left him out to drive yeah, he, he just left he peaced out he wanted no part of it
1: yeah there, there's one guy that I think deserves an award, but I don't know what award he deserves and that's, <laughs> chris, that's chris paul i don't I don't know what 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 you give him for what what the hell he's doing this year, but it's honestly one of the most impressive things. Like, an, like a redemption I, award, I've, I've, I've ever well, seen. It's also, yeah. just, even more so, it's like he was casted away to to basically... He went from being on a contender to uh, basically a non-playoff team, like most people thought a lottery team. I'll tell you what you award him with. The $44 million he's about to opt into with the
0: Thunder for next season.
1: No, but I'm Which just, is a head-scratcher yeah, yeah, for them. Saying, it, he, he's in so, a weird so that, category. That makes it even more weird that he is just like... He's taking this challenge that there's no well, there's no reason for him to opt out of forty four million dollars. But there's no reason for him to well. accept this challenge. Like what good? Like there's, it. You could take this team to the second round of the playoffs. Like that's where it's going to end. Like this team doesn't have a deep run. Like but he's take he's taking on the season as if we're just here to like do our best and make the playoffs and prove everybody wrong. It's it's just it's just well, a crazy well, year from Chris Paul. To well, me, then it's you do that. Like, you you take your forty four million, and you know you play on a semi. Yeah, but team. but the money that's that makes it. So the money to me makes it more reason for him to shut down. I mean, to me yeah, it, to me, it's, it's guaranteed. Just like, what excuse? He has all the excuses in the world just to become just like fuck it. I'm not. I'm not putting my heart and soul into this. He like, could have pulled the I'm J not, R Smith and OKC could have told yeah, him to just I'm fuck pl- off. I'm and, playing for the Thunder. You know, I left a contender. I'm at the last little leg of my career. I've already paid. Like, what motivation is there to be great? And yet, he still does. Yeah,
2: whatever it is. I mean, he's using it to his advantage now.
0: He's the best point guard of this generation.
1: Well, and uh, I saw somewhere it was a conversation. Was like he's the best leader in the NBA. I don't know about that. I don't know either, but I mean, he is definitely up there. It's just like he, yeah, but then you you hear all the they're talking the talk about on about, the court. I mean, I know that people don't like the way he talks to to them because he's direct, but on the court, that yeah, I don't know about a, that, guy is, that guy. That guy's a general, and he and he's a know, floor general. He's a floor general, and that I mean, I think there's leadership that goes wrong along with that. Yeah, it goes along. He's with led it. every mm. team he's played on.
2: Yeah, he has. I will say this, he does have one of the highest basketball IQs out of most of the players in the league. But I don't know about the whole leader thing.
1: No, he's a great leader. That's why this <laughs> Oklahoma City team is doing great. That's why Schroeder is the most improved candidate. That's why Shy's having a, an awesome sophomore season. Yep. Uh, Steven Adams is continuing to do his thing. You know, the Thunder of the Seventh in the West, this guy's leading this team for sure. Yeah.
0: So, all right, real quick before we close out the show Dwight Howard is going to be in the slam dunk contest this year and I guess he was quoted after the Lakers game in New York at Madison Square Garden tonight and he said that he wants Kobe Bryant to be a part of his dunk contest performance at All-Star Weekend this year hmm. what do we what do we think about that uh, Kobe what do you say to this say yeah I don't think Kobe will say yes, but he should. I, I think, think, would I think he would be dope.
1: I think Kobe's retired. He's they, enjoying life. I mean, they had
2: their their beef when they were players and Yeah, but I think they that they, they, they patched yeah, it up. Yeah, I know they patched it up, but I don't know if Kobe would say yes to this. You know what you know what kind of player he is. Yeah, I don't think, say yes. I don't
0: think Kobe's going to say yes, but it would be so dope to see Dwight like dunk like, think, jump okay. over Kobe I think he's or something. it dad? He's yeah, a dad, I mean, we've he's seen a dad that already. now,
1: man. He's a dad now. He's retired. He's relaxed. It's not the same. It's not the same Mamba. I think if Dwight sincerely asked Kobe to do it, he would do it. We'll see. We'll see if he does it. The the,
0: the offer is on the table, as yeah. they say. So, all right. I think it's a decline for sure, though. <laughs> we'll see. All right, real quick before we get out of here. The McGregor versus Cowboy fight was over the, over the weekend. And yes, sir. It was McGregor's return to the octagon. It ended in a first-round TKO in the first 40 seconds of the fight. It was the second fastest win in McGregor's career, and it was his first win since November of 2016. He now has finishes in three divisions, the featherweight division, the lightweight division, and the welterweight division. So what's next for Conor
1: McGregor? Um well, that's a that's an interesting could question. Right now, mask. does he get? No, all, I, mean, I think
2: I think that does he get back in the boxing ring? I Mayweather two. I think no, there's I a ton of. <laughs> I doubt that would happen.
1: There's a. Oh, well, I mean, it for sure is. Good that, no. I think for sure that happens. Mayweather two could definitely happen I if think the money's that, right. I think McGregor's yeah, going to try is, and get I, three fights yeah. in this year, so I think he gets three fights. I think 2021 is where the Mayweather could happen. Maybe that maybe he squeezes in a, a fourth fight this this season, but. I think he's going to go all out and try and you know really come back at it, but his next fight is going to be crucial. I mean, he's got Mayweather two, he's got Nate, uh, Nate Diaz three, and he's got Khabib two. And I think what we all want to see the most out of there is Khabib two. So that's kind of the the end product. Now Khabib's got to fight Ferguson, so he doesn't get to fight. He's not going to be able to fight Khabib as soon as he would like. Like if he could fight him in March, he would do it. But Khabib's got a fight coming up. Um, And so I think what's going to end up happening is, you know, Nate, I think is a good, I think Nate is going to, when the dust settles, if Conor wants to fight before Khabib, Nate is the best fight because he gets the monster payday and like Cowboy Cerrone, to him, it's like an under, you know, it's like a fight he's supposed to win. Now, obviously I'm a massive Nate fan, so I think Nate could win this trilogy fight, but from Connor's perspective, it's like, all right, I think I can beat Nate. I just beat Cowboy. It's At like, 170, so no less. So it's like I haven't been fighting. You know what I mean? I haven't been fighting as much. I have to prove my ranking again. So he goes out, he gets the win against Cowboy that he thought he could get. Maybe get a second win um against Nate. And then and then he lines himself up for the mega khabib fight. Um and that's kind of just how I think Connor's year is gonna roll out. He there is a mass fit-all. I mean Masvidal is in that conversation. I think the worst case scenario would be the Fer- Tony Ferguson uh fight for for Conor. Yeah. So, but it's those five guys. It's 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 Khabib, it's Nate, it's uh Floyd, it's uh Jorge Masvidal and then very I think just because if Tony Ferguson goes out and beats Khabib, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. So, there that names that that's where I think that the Conor is going to go this year.
0: Yeah, now I mean, going back to this fight against Cowboy, forty seconds. Yeah. It, it, I was I was upset because Jacob and I had to work a concert for work yeah, on Saturday watching. I, watch it, and I saw could, somebody I saw one of the production people watching it. So I'm literally walking through the hallways of the forum in Inglewood, and I pass by this office where two guys are in it and they got it on the TV and it's Connor celebrating. I'm like what do you mean? He celebrated. I like just poked my head in and I was like, what's going on? The fight's already over. And they were like, yeah, he knocked him out in 40 yeah. seconds. And so I waited till they showed the replay and I was like, oh my goodness, those shoulders he was throwing. It, it, was, a, it was a good
1: fight to sell to the American crowd because Cowboy's, Cowboy's a legend in America. You know, he's a UFC legend. Yeah. Um, but Connor's the better fighter. And at that way, Connor's scary. And so, you know, they sold it as a better matchup than it really was. It's like, Cowboy Cerrone's—I've uh, been hurt. I've heard him been called the undercard legend, which means <laughs> like he's always on the undercard, whipping everybody's ass, and it's like yeah. Conor McGregor's the main event legend. So you're kind of comparing potatoes and potatoes.
0: Yeah, but no, I mean, and then I was able to watch the whole fight on Twitter about five minutes later, and I was like, oh well, I guess I didn't really miss anything. Yeah, it was. Now good. it all ended in forty seconds. We were good. Yeah. So all right, you guys got any shout outs before we get out of here? Well, you took mine in the beginning of the show. Oh, it was, yeah, was eighty one point. Shout game. Out
1: Eli on the, the Hall of Fame career. Stole both of our shout outs. Well,
0: speaking speaking of the Hall of Fame, I'm shouting out Derek Jeter for getting inducted to the baseball hall of fame. He received ninety nine point seven percent of the vote.
1: <laughs> who is that? <laughs> I want to know who didn't vote him in. That's that's classic. probably probably someone from Boston. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, what
2: salty ass person
0: did not vote him in? <laughs> I
1: just think when it comes to the Hall of Fame, like it should just so, so much of the time be unanimous.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was some uppity baseball writer. We we don't know who did some it.
1: Some dickhead with an opinion. Just like, oh, Derek,
0: <laughs> Derek Jeter's not quite there yet. Yeah, so his former teammate, Mariano Rivera, is still the only player to be unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame. Jeter fell one vote short of being a unanimous pick. God, dude, that would just piss you off. Yeah. Once Jeter gets officially enshrined, he and Mariano Rivera will be the longest-tenured teammates to both be inducted into the Hall of Fame. They played 19 seasons together as teammates. Jeter is a five-time World Series champion, 14-time All-Star. He won the 2000 World Series MVP. He was the 1996 Rookie of the Year. He was a five-time Gold Glove winner and a five-time Silver Slugger Award winner. Man,
1: 19 years, dude. I don't know any Hall of Fame teammates, even from from basketball obviously football no one's playing 19 years together but i can't even think of a like stockton and malone played like 16 or 17 that felt like an eternity
0: yeah so all right one more shout out before we get out of here i'm also shouting out larry fitzgerald for becoming the second active nfl player to have a minority ownership stake in an nba team it was announced today that he purchased a minority stake in the phoenix suns the green bay packers quarterback aaron Rodgers has a minority stake in the milwaukee bucks so that's the second nfl player that has an ownership stake in an nba team but hopefully larry fitzgerald can talk robert sarver into giving him a bigger stake once fitzgerald retires from the nfl so fitzgerald can turn that franchise around but with that that wraps up this episode of the tsk show be sure to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow all of us at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pachulki, and at Jacob Double underscore Gonzalez. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.